awesome. That was October 16th, a single released by In Blue. And I really love his music. I really do. And he's got an amazing style. It's kind of like a... Well, I don't want to impose, but... Um, it reminds me a lot of Palms. The Chino Moreno uh, sideband. I shouldn't call it sideband, but I love Deftones, and so <laughs> let's call it a sideband. Yeah, it reminds me of Palms a lot. And, um, well, I guess you could say that a lot of Chino Moreno in general, well, you know, he, uh, it's like he follows a certain wave, like a, a, a style, um, and he enjoys that in other bands. It's funny I say wave, because he says that in, like, most of his lyrics. But yeah, no, In Blue, October 16th is the name of the single. Very dope, very dope. And this episode, well, first off, this show is explicit, so you should know that. If you have never listened to my show, you should know. It's very explicit. This is also a Kapuhuna production. Kapuhuna, Kapuhuna, Kapuhuna. That's right. That's right. What was that? Kapuhuna. Kapuhuna. Yeah. Which means that it is everywhere. It is all over the place. It is a lot like uh, Mr. Chow. Um, It is a lot like um, air. Nitrogen. It's a lot like H2O, which is even found in space. Actually, that's a huge thing. Um, a lot of people think outer space is just empty vacuum, but that's not true at all. It's an ocean, and there's all kinds of particles flying through it, coming from the sun, mostly. But yeah, no, uh, this show is about loneliness. <laughs> And it's a power. It's a superpower. It really is. You become that uh, super man or woman. Because in the loneliness, you feel, you allow yourself to feel. Most of the time in today's world, we're so distracted and we're so stuck. We have so many distractions all around us trying to get our attention. And they take our attention. Not only do they take it uh, while not giving us anything, but they want more. (laughs) Ads, advertisement and such, right? Everything is an ad nowadays. We even treat our friends like they're ads in our spam folders half the time, which is horrible. Horrible. I do not condone that. I'm a very personable person. I like to I like to talk to people. 
That's because I spent most of my life lonely. I did an episode way, way back, like in the beginning, in the way beginning, about King Kamehameha from Hawaii. Not the Dragon Ball Z move, Kamehameha. <laughs> no, not that. Not that at all. No, King Kamehameha of Hawaii was the first king to unite all the islands as one. He didn't conquer all of the islands, as uh, a lot of the Hawaiian songs say. No, he couldn't get Kauai, but he did unite the islands. And there was a prophecy about him, actually. It's a lot like the uh, Moses prophecy, actually. A, the prophecy was that a person would be born... And he would conquer all of the islands. One of the kings did not like that at all. I think he was a, a ruler in Oahu or something. And he did not like that. So he sent out soldiers to go and slaughter all the newborn baby males. But he did not get one. He, and... Um, the parents of one of the child, uh, they took him to the um, to to go stay with his grandparents in the forest, where he'd grow up until everything was forgotten. Well, he grew up with his grandparents, and they named him Kamehameha, which means the loneliest one or the lonely one. But uh, Meha is a term that means like, it means lonely, you know, right? And to double it up, that means like really lonely, which is how a lot of um, the old ancient ways were, the old ancient um, languages of uh, all across the world, if you look at it, the most ancient language, that's how they worked about things, you know, to amplify something, you would just uh, double the, the word of context. A lot of people say, um, say it as primitive languages, but I don't think that at all. I think they were just more in tune with light language. In any sense, um, he grew up, King Kamehameha grew up by his grandparents, and they taught him the ways, the ways of Hawaii. They taught him the virtues, the values, the, uh, the arts, the ways of the warrior, how to create things. But they didn't teach him too much about the faultiness, the really, well, you could just say the sins, the sins that we have. And just as so, when he came, to face those things in society when he grew up enough and he was old enough to to leave the forest. Well, he intermingled and he had a tough time. He had a very tough time. Now, he was strong. Strong-willed. The strong mind. 
healthy body. And he was eager, eager to make friends, eager to know people, to get to know people at a personal level. This did eventually help him get to know a lot of people. People loved him. But people also hated him. Let's not forget. See, the thing is, is that anytime you have a identity, a person, and they're very good-hearted, well, we tend to think that they're full of themselves, and that they think that they're better than us. Why is that? Well, it's simple, really. It's because we feel shame, because we feel that they are better, they're acting better than us, because they are acting better than us. They are doing things in a more righteous way than us. They are fulfilling their virtues and virtues that we fail at. And we do not want to feel ashamed that we don't meet that because of this one fallacy that we have. We all have this. And the fallacy goes that everybody thinks that they are the most righteous person. Isn't that funny? Even people that do crimes, they feel that they're righteous in it. You know, they have their reasonings and their convictions and their ideas about the world around them, and they feel that they're righteous in the crimes. This is always the case. That's why we, you know, as humans, do our, our, our sins, have our faults, and not take responsibility for how they uh, might harm others sometimes. But in the feeling of shame, in the feeling of realizing our hypocrisies, realizing that we did wrong, and wanting to amend that, well, then we take a step up. It might feel like we're, you know, taking this uh, a step down and falling down, but really, no, we're going up. We're taking a step up because we're inactuating, we're fulfilling the true virtues of the heart and the soul and the light and we realize that a lot of those things those former um, excuses let's call it excuses that brought us to these really negative convictions about our actions and what we should do in life well those were all based on fears and weaknesses that we have. We never see it until we're at that point. We never notice it in society or each other or ourselves, especially in ourselves. You know? It takes a long time. It takes uh, sometimes a lot of pain. But it does not have to be that way. Because if we can empathize, if we can have our hearts open, then we can feel for others, and we can learn as though we are them. And we become wise, because we experience things in a multitude of dimensional fashion. We don't have to 
just experience things from our perspective. We can experience things from other people's perspective by putting ourselves in their shoes. It really only takes caring, as I told a friend recently. It just takes caring, to care enough. You know, empathy goes a long way. And as I always say, maybe even all the way. And I do believe it goes all the way. King Kamehameha. Well, he was all about virtues. He was all about the, the kapu, which is the kapu system. The kapu system was a system of spiritual laws that the Hawaiians would go by. Very strict. Very strict. Some of them were punished by death, and some, some, some of these rules were punished by beating. Some of them were just uh, very much shunned. But even though the Hawaiians themselves used to war a lot and have a lot of uh, intense, intense battles, the Kapu system, more or less, was uh, more or less whole. These were laws based on a spiritual ground coming from a spiritual level of understanding. And being a lonely one, they would make sense. Being a lonely one, they would be understood as the thing that one would empathize with naturally in the world around. Now, let me say one that I learned from, uh, from my ability to empathize. This was a deep one for me. Well, some time ago, I was in a relationship, a long-distance relationship. And I was paranoid as fuck. And this is an explicit show, so I'm going to say that. Get fast in-home Wi-Fi that you can control with Xfinity XFi. See who's online, pause your Wi-Fi, or even set a curfew for the kids. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, enjoy great coverage throughout your home and on the go. Even manage your in-home Wi-Fi network from anywhere when you download the Xfinity XFi app. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply. I was paranoid as fuck. Had a rough childhood that had a uh, element of disloyalty that my mom had for my dad, and um, there was cheating involved. And I brought that through into my adulthood. Well, in any case, in this long-distance relationship, I was not only paranoid, but I, I was on drugs, too. Now, I would be paranoid, and I was paranoid in many relationships, sober, which was, that's horrible. 
hooked on drugs. I was I was way horrible. And I was way horrible to her. And the worst part about it, it was because I loved her. And my blindness was, uh, it was horrible. But this is not about uh, blaming myself or vindicating myself. Or vindicating myself either. Um, and this is not about tormenting myself because I went through that a lot. I actually was going through that after the relationship was over. For months I was distraught. But it was on my own upbringing, right? I did that to myself. I, I brought it along because of my, uh, my actions, my words, the, the things that I said because of my fears that I would project. And you know, uh, they were they were rightful in the sense that I was uh, gaslighted in the beginning. She cheated on me in the beginning. <laughs> happens a lot, by the way, for me. I don't fucking know. Uh, last time, I, I fucking, I was pretty awesome about it. And I forgave her right on the spot, you know. And she was cool about it, too. But, in any case, um, yeah, no. Uh, this other one that was some time ago like four years now, I don't know, four or five years, something like that, it seems like forever, well, um, I was not too cool with her, uh, she cheated on me, but wouldn't, she didn't tell me at first, you know, and I knew it, in my gut, I knew it, I knew it, like, and my intuition told me that she did, and I kept on slightly, you know, just trying to ask, but not ask, because it's fucking weird, and, um, after a month or so of, like, me just feeling, like, totally psychotic, uh, I guess she, she, she must have noticed that it was, uh, that I, I could tell, like, in an inner empathic, uh, psychic level, I guess, I could tell, I knew, but I was telling, my, my mind was telling myself that my intuition was wrong. Now, that's the thing, is that when you start to question yourself and you don't trust your own gut, and you trust somebody else's words over your own gut, that's really what causes the um, mental breakdown, I think. I, I should say, yeah, it causes a mental breakdown of a person. Um, and it happens in that's the that's what gaslighting comes from, right? You know, that's uh, what the terminology comes from. It comes from an actual, uh, well, actually, a play actually that talked about that. But um, in any sense, yeah. So my intuition was right, and when I found out it was right, I at first I tried to forgive her, you know, and I thought I did too, but it just made things worse and it made me paranoid. Right. Now, I spent most of my childhood alone. I daydream about romance, but I didn't have much friends, and I didn't talk to nobody, really, you know? I didn't, I know, not even really, I didn't talk at all until I was an adult. But, um, yeah, no, uh, so when it came to that, After I had faced all that shit, and I had felt horrible for it, for months, 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 I beat myself up about it, you know? Which is maybe not a good thing to do, but in my ironic life, in the ironies of my life, well, I'm 
I'm glad it happened. I'm glad uh, I, I put myself through that pain. Because in the one instance, in the one moment, much, I think maybe like a, a year later or so after that, a friend that, well, I had asked him a question, and I had been asking him about a question, because he seemed kind of weird about it, <laughs> you know. I didn't know why, that's a different story, but um, it was simple as this. He said, don't you know that it hurts to be questioned so much? And it was like a boom right then and there. It was like all of the, and there was a lot more to the story, but I don't I have the time to go into all that. <laughs> but everything had led up, all the synchronicities had led up perfectly aligned in order for me to see that as I questioned anything, anything in the world, I was questioning God. And I was also questioning myself, because I am that, right? In oneness and total truth, when you look across on the world, um, you're connected to everything. Everything is you. And as that light, as that love from the heart, is also that, and God, well, that is God. Now, to fear a thing, to fear the darkness, even, well, we know in manifestation that creates the reality out through it, right? You know, it's the, the magic of it, the law of attraction. So to not fear is to face the self. And as uh, I and a couple others that I've met along the way have done and found, it's amazing if you go all the way. Now, it does get more and more intense, of course. And um, as I've uh, learned, everybody's path is different. So the perspective of how it looks and how it seems to be is different, you know. But we always come to the same conclusion. You discover yourself as part of the Holy Trinity. And you find oneness. Now, just as um, any mystic, I'm sure, will tell you, same. And, uh, just as Jesus and Buddha and many others had did. Well, you have to face the idea of evil itself, and you face it within. You face those emotions of negativity, the fears, and they come at you. It's funny how it works. It really is. Because the realm of thought, well, it's not like you have a thought and it's your thought. <laughs> nah, that's not how it works. We're more like receptors. And... Uh, I've got thousands of psychics that I know that I could refer you to. And I've interviewed at least at least 90% of them. You know. And I've had that, that's how many readings I've had. You know, I've had a lot of readings. I've given a lot too. But my readings are different. I use astrology charts. I do not do uh, 
just thought-based uh, readings, which seems ironic right now. <laughs> That's different. Actually, astrology is much more empathic in the sense of emotions. Um, you read the chart and you see the uh, emotional elements, the perspectives in a chart, the symbolic elements that would um, persuade, pervade, and um, cause reactions or instigate. And you put yourself in the person's shoes from each angle. Every sign being a element of perspective and a value, trying to withhold the value of each, you know, because each sign has its values. And each sign has an opposite side and the opposite sign has different values that are specifically opposite. A lot of astrologers, a lot of professional astrologers, don't even get that. And that's the weirdest part, you know. I was trained by amazing people. Very amazing. I had uh, four, I'll say four, four masters. And um, each one of a different sort, of, from a different place in the world, and very, very wise in astrology, all of them. And I've learned that as you go through it all, as you can empathize, the more you can empathize, the more lonely you are. That makes perfect sense, right? On the path to oneness, everything would simplify, as would synchronicity. And the one is the loneliest number. Sometimes we forget. Now, whatever uh, anybody's storyline is, I know that you are on your path. Especially if you're listening to this right now. That means you're humble. Most of people... Well, they're not ready for certain knowledge. They're not ready for certain things. And this isn't a thing of pride for me to say at all, because it hurts to be lonely. I don't want to be lonely, but I have to speak my truth, right? And we say my truth, but I say my truth just to be polite to everybody, but in oneness, love is truth, and that's that. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lonely road for me, for sure. So I appreciate you listening to my show. I really do. I don't claim to know everything. And I don't claim to uh, be the wisest or wiser. In fact, my hero is Temple Grandin, one of my heroes. And Temple Grandin is an autistic woman who proved to the world that Every perspective, every living creature's perspective, every being's perspective, as she as she empathized with the cows and changed the entire farming industry from how she was able to see through the cows' perspective. Every perspective is beautiful and a miracle and wise, wiser than any others in their perspective. As in, a fly can see its perspective better than anybody else can. 
nobody can see the perspective of that fly like that fly can. I mean, he's got enough eyes, but that's not the point. Your cat, your cat can see its perspective and its uh, its wisdom better than anybody else can. You can empathize all you want, and you can get pretty close. But to see its perspective is its own gift. And there is unique, beautiful wisdom in me. Goodbye, so hard you don't even wanna hear. 
good. Cognitive dissonance, tripping providence, conjugal visit. Compliment the dance, bro, damn, where did you get it? Spirit about it, I guess the Holy Ghost with it. That's the Holy Ghost. Mercury, retrograde, even give a fuck. Retrograde, don't give a motherfuck. Trippin'. Hella trippin'. <laughs> Crazy. Man, I be preaching the word. Preaching the word. Silicon Valley, and they call me a nerd. Native and Sagittarius, so I teach what you learn. And I'm heated, Phoenix style, so I chill when I burn. Baby, you're picking like bird. Don't try to bite what I ain't earned. You better cite what you heard. Copyright to the perm. So hard, you don't even wanna hear it. Cognitive dissonance, vision, compliments, mission is finished. Every goddamn duck face mimic. To my double vision. I swap right on all them bitches, okay? Look, it's nothing new, something special. I mean, when it's monkey see, monkey do, hey, what's the difference if I swap right? That prior song was Your Apartment by In Blue. And if you want to check out some of his tracks, I just uh, threw in the comments a little link so you could go down check in the comments. It's right there. And that last song was all me. That was all me. That was Baby Steps. And you can find that song anywhere. Type that in, baby steps. You look up the Mystic Man. It's every, it's there. It's gonna be there. Uh, besides Bandcamp, actually, I've not yet put it on Bandcamp, so that will be soon. But anyways, much love. Uamal, okay, okay, I know you go bono. The life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. Not righteousness is in pompousness, but in the acts, in the integrity. And the verdict from the heart. Aloha oe.
And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.